Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Even though there are cartoons involved, this is no laughing matter. Many would ask, exactly what kind of matter is it? Good question. Here to talk about Texas and the right of expression is Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, bring us up to date. I'm about to talk about a news item, but yet even as it happened, it sounded like a recurring nightmare, something that has happened over and over again. It wasn't that long ago that the whole world was startled by the Charlie Hebdo or the editorial team at a magazine called Charlie Hebdo in Paris came under attack by Islamic gunmen because of the uh, crude representations of Islam in that magazine. Mm -hmm. And nobody disputed that their material was crude, but the the violence visited upon them was shocking to all of Europe. Well, now we've got this reminder just in the last few days from uh, Texas that it can happen here and probably will happen again. What happened? There was an art display, (laughs) for want of a better word. Put those words in quote, art display, yes. Yeah, an art display of of materials on Islam and the Prophet at a, uh, I think it was a school in uh, Garland, a Dallas suburb in Dallas, Texas. And something that I didn't hear immediately on the news, but is perhaps pertinent, that not too many months ago, a pro-Islamic group had had uh, a demonstration there about these sort of offences, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. how care needs to be shown toward Islam. So now this, this group that show how they can provoke and show their free speech rights, they use the same venue. Well, that obviously tripped the sensibilities of uh, not just uh, regular Muslims, but the radical uh, arm. And two young men, Elton Simpson and Nadir Sufi, self-proclaimed ISIL agents strapped on their, their gun belts and they got their heavy weaponry and, and, and drove up to the place determined to do their worst. They opened fire, hurt a guard. I don't think they killed him. And then in the ensuing gunfire, they were killed. So it turned out better than most because there was no mass murder and blood everywhere and, and, and general dislocation. But it just was an answering salvo from the jihadis that you can't do this anymore. But it raises huge questions in the liberal West as to what we should do, what we can do, and what is free speech, and what is a legitimate reaction from, in this case, Islam, but of any religion, to insults and, uh, and complaints. That seems to be a very common thread among those who are saying freedom. I want the freedom to do whatever I want, and no one can stop me. I know, and and I think the legal situation has come in a screeching, well, it's not quite a halt, there's a collision to religious provocation. Mm -hmm. And we're caught in a catch-22. It's quite obvious that this is insulting, and often designed to be insulting to this religion, and yet... Do we allow religious zealots to inhibit a whole society from even talking about their religion in a way that they find offensive? Because it's worth remembering 
that much religious discussion is found offensive by the other party. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just to uh, discuss religion yeah. and for me to say uh, I don't like the text that you based that doctrine on, yeah. someone could find that offensive, that it demeans their intelligence or, <laughs> or it goes on further. You know, I, I find this offensive that you worship the ten-headed monkey god. It's fine to say that you shouldn't insult someone else, but who sets the criteria for insult? Yeah. And... Uh, in reality, in the Western world, the developed ideas of free speech that we uh, enjoy so much have really been predicated on the fact that you can say anything, no matter how offensive, unless it does harm to someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not free, the, you know, the standard thing, you're not free to stand up in a, in a crowded room or a picture theatre and yell fire, mm -hmm. because that causes distinct harm and dislocation and cost and so on. But it's not determined by whether the other person finds it offensive. Hmm. And in fact, there's a good point to make that free speech is only shown to be f truly free speech when it is offensive. <laughs> yes, yes. No, yes. because if what you say <laughs> is acceptable in the society, then it's an illusion that you have free speech. Yeah, you haven't exercised free speech if everybody agrees with you. Right. You know, even in the most closed society yeah. where they've set parameters, yeah. then you talk. Mm -hmm. But it's the parameters that we object to because we can see looking in that in uh, North Korea, you know, you don't dare criticize the leader. You don't dare talk positively about the outside world. You, you might lose your life over it or certainly your freedom. Mm -hmm. We see that clearly on its extreme, but the many, including uh, the Muslim believers, uh, seem not to see that in the West. And when you get down to the particulars of it, it's even more troubling because the offense they're taking could just as easily be taken by uh, Christians and yes, others. Yes. You know, we live in a sacrilegious society where, where the respect is not given to pictures of Jesus and, and, and you know, other religious icons. So, you know, Islam's not being picked on, although... Uh, in some quarters, they may be uh, setting themselves up to be picked on because people that value free speech or just free thinking are offended by the response. In other words, they were drawing cartoons of Muhammad, a very important man in this Islamic world. They were making cartoons of him, making light of him, and not being respectful of him. It would be like, like you know, if someone was doing the same thing with Jesus Christ. They were making cartoons and which making... Which they do all the time. Do all, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That happens all the time. I see it all the time in the papers. And it's worth remembering that in the Western world, you could once upon a time have yourself imprisoned or, or worse for that. Yeah. It's not just the Islamic world today that are trying that one. We've yeah. been through it in the West. Yeah. You could be uh, hailed up for blasphemy, and, and uh, there's even laissez majesty. People don't use that term anymore. <laughs> to demean those in authority was worthy of subject, and that could be uh, speaking out of turn to them. You know, we're largely past those sort of things, and mostly it's been a positive to the society. Well, now, in one area we're largely past this, but there was a big hoop de law about walking on the flag recently. There's pictures of people walking on American flag on the ground, and, and there was a big uproar. If there had been a picture of Jesus Christ on the ground, there would not have been anywhere near that kind of uproar. Are our priorities wrong? Are our, our sensitivities, have they been jaded somehow in this whole thing? Well, I'm sure they've been jaded, and it doesn't speak well for the civility of a society where they gratuitously or too easily walk on flags or mock other religious symbols. But you have to have the right to do it. It was back in the Vietnam War when we had the most uh, problem with it. 
you know, there were jeans with flags on the pockets yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and anti-war protesters burned flags. Yeah. And the Supreme Court of the United States actually visited this. And I've heard uh, Antonin Scalia, who's hardly a liberal, mm-hmm. uh, talk about this. And he said, uh, after the Supreme Court held that you could burn the flag, uh, he went home and his own wife ripped into him and said, who are you? Why? Are you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> destroy the flag like that but you've got to be careful that people will hold up their own symbols Mm. and use it against you when when the symbol is not the reality oh that's very important that's very important statement right there yes i mean you can't separate the symbol from the reality totally but like in iran they still uh, burn the u.s flag and all the rest what what harm does it do us nothing it just shows uh their frustration but, you know, if you went and bombed Iran, as we probably will do, but if you went and bombed Iran just because they burned the flag, yes. it would show a certain pettiness and, and, and things are all out of proportion to what's going on. As far as religious expression, this is a very dangerous pass because we'll probably continue to uh, have these incidents and we'll, we'll, we'll shoot or arrest these perpetrators of violence whenever we can. They may harm other people. But the spillover effect is very dangerous to religious dialogue. Mm. We, we don't want a situation where you can't stand on a Greek corner and, and, and preach from the Bible. We don't want a situation where you can't print a missionary literature that may point out some doctrinal errors of the regular mainstream religious community. Right. You know, this is the stuff of religious uh, witness and, and to use a word that some don't like, proselytizing and so on. Mm. Violence against someone with a religious difference will just have a chilling effect. It already has have a chilling effect on this this necessary dialogue within society. And the great irony with Islam is that at root it derives from the fact that the Quran says that they were not to have images of gods, mm-hmm. which the Bible says for Christians and, and Jews too. And they've taken that to the limit, but there's nothing in the Quran that says you can't have a picture of Muhammad. They've just written at large, but they don't believe in pictures of any god or even uh, created things. And in a mosque, there are typically no uh, drawings or paintings or, or visualizations of living people or things. That's across the board. But why Muhammad, who is not a, a deity, why uh, Muhammad, who's nominally not worshipped, should be the, uh, the flashpoint for this is a little odd. These people are just spoiling for a fight. They're looking for an excuse to blow people well, up. Well, I believe, I believe that's what's going on yes. because there's rancor that's established between yes. the uh, Christian West, as they see it, and, and Islam, and, and their radical uh, wing willing to visit violence. But I think they're, they're looking for an excuse, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Again, what's missing is we need rational Muslims to speak out against it. I, I don't say... Uh, Uh, moderates because that's a wrong term Mm -hmm. they don't need to be moderate they need to be rational they need to be true to their own uh, holy works that this is something that they should uh, say offends them i don't think they should keep quiet about it say it's offensive to them but to use uh, strong arm violent tactics against the opposition doesn't go well Mm -hmm. and and nominally that's what they're objecting to with the christian world that they have been restricted 
you know, there are two sides to this coin, and I'm sure you agree with both of them. You have just cited the first side and the most important side very, very well. But also, we as Christians, we shouldn't be doing this. We as human beings should not be making so much fun of people that it makes them use that as a trigger point to come and, and, and fight with us. We need to be accepting and respectful of all religions. It should be accepted that a, that a considerate person yes, yes. wouldn't gratuitously offend. Yes. But again, we need to understand the fact of offense actually, in some ways, if it's allowed to stand, proves that you have true liberty, mm. or else people will get offended very easily. Mm. There are proposals before the, uh, the United Nations that thankfully haven't gone uh, fully international by certain countries that it would be a civil offense to offend another religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just blasphemy, yeah. to say anything that they find offensive. I mean, think how that will break down the whole uh, interactions between countries. If a, a whole country can get worked up and, and then play it out on the United Nations because they feel that the actions or the words of some other country are offensive to their religious viewpoint. Mm. Remember, Jesus in the Bible, it says he was an offense. Yes, his very existence yes, was yes. offensive to his Jewish brethren and, and to uh, the Gentiles as well, generally. So you can't say that a lack of conflict in itself is uh, positive. It's how we carry on this dialogue. We need that. Yes. But we shouldn't gratuitously ever try to harm or, or insult someone else. www.libertymagazine.org is the website. Lincoln, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. We'll be right back.